And bonjour all you gardening cats and gators. Welcome to Gardening with Cisco. Hey, it's September 22nd. Holy cats. And uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. I really appreciate it. So uh, Nita Joe Roundtree is my guest today. Hey, Nita Joe. Hi, Cisco. She's been traveling all over the world <laughs> in Italy. Oh, my gosh. You still have a tan for crying out loud. Oh, I do. It was <laughs> It's unseasonably warm there, and boy, did I love that. Oh, geez. Well, I am so jealous I can't stand it. So, <laughs> Well, you're tan yourself. I, I'm, I'm always tan. I, think I, <laughs> I never stop going outside. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, in a, in a few minutes, we're going to talk about hydrangeas because I've gotten so many calls about hydrangeas, and uh, you wrote that great article in The Buzz about them, and uh, that was the summer issue, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yes. So, and that's the Bellevue Botanical Garden uh, newsletter, which is just fantastic. It's a really great bulletin, and um, well, you're always got, writing in that. Yeah, so. I write in every issue, and it's really gotten so much better over the last year. It we has. have great, big, beautiful pictures and articles about not only about the garden, but about plants and horticultural related. Items. Yeah, it's so. getting to be quite the excellent Bolton. Oh, so thank uh, you. that's really great. All right, now before we start talking, so we're going to talk about new dwarf hydrangeas, some other ones that we both love. And uh, so it should be a pretty good conversation. If you want to get a question in, it doesn't have to be about hydrangeas, it could be about anything. Just give us a call at 1 888 973 Cairo, 1 973 5476. But I do want to say hi to everyone I spoke to this week. So I was at the Renton Public Market. That is such a good market. Really? It's really excellent. They have so many vendors, all wow. kinds of great food and and veggies. So and, do they have prepared food or just Oh, well, well, yeah. You uh, can get prepared food there for sure. There were I all like, kinds I of I like that. it already prepared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> and uh, it, so it was really fun. I brought a T-shirt. They turned it into a bag. The T-shirt I brought was had on the front garden naked. <laughs> <laughs> I was too embarrassed to wear it, but it makes a cool bag. So. So, but I had a lot of fun, and uh, the volunteers, these great volunteers that helped the market, they said everything up for talks and do all this stuff. Uh, the volunteers gave me an oh-la-la, it was actually an ooh-la-la pillow, and I told them I can only bring this home because they didn't put any perfume on it. Otherwise, oh, no yeah. way I could have <laughs> brought that home. So, so I really had fun. And all you folks, it was a nice size crowd. Thanks so much for coming out. I appreciate that. I do want to let you know that I'm going to be at a couple of shows. So uh, let me find that here real quick where I'm going to be. So I'm going to be... I'm going up to Canada this Thursday. I'll be up there for a couple of days speaking at a at a big trade show up there. That'll be fun. I'm doing the keynote. Uh, wow. Thing. But I've given this, uh, the same talk I gave at uh, the Flower and Garden Show stories. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, but you don't learn a thing. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But then I'm going to be at a really great uh, event that people around here can go to. It's called Rainscaping Expo. It's in Everett, and it's on Saturday, September 29. Goes from 2 to 4, the whole expo thing. 
having a lot of people speaking about uh, rain gardens and uh, how to, you know, preserve water, not waste it, and all kinds of great things. And I'll be giving my kind of my uh, uh, environmentally friendly design talk, but I'll have to try and end it quicker than I did when I did it at the Bellevue Botanical Garden. (laughs) Hard to get you off of a stage, Oh, that was so funny to look on your face. (laughs) You're like making... Cutthroat sides, you know. <laughs> you wouldn't even look over at me. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, I hope you come. I'm speaking at two with that, and it's a pretty fun talk. I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, I, I'm not giving away lots of plants or anything at this talk, but I will give away one of my books and a gardening with Cisco T-shirt. So that's oh. quite the collector's it item is. there. So. And I just want to say, Cisco, if I may, um, regarding your talk at the flower show and now the one that you're going to give in Canada, it did have a lot of good gardening information in it. Oh, it was, good. There were, there were funny stories, but I was amazed at how much information you had oh, in cool that. as could be. Yeah, it was really good. Great. I, got a, I haven't even looked at it since then, and I'm like, what was in there anyway? <laughs> so hopefully I'll remember what all the pictures were about <laughs> We'll if you don't know, you'll make something up. Oh, uh, you're sure. right about that. <laughs> oh, la, la. Okay, well, uh, all right. Hey, there was a couple other things I wanted to mention, and then we'll put uh, Catherine from Duval on pretty quick here. And that is, I wanted to let you know, I went to Wells Medina Nursery this week, and boy, do they have the camellias. Oh, and yes. I, and I know you've written about camellias. Right, and, they do uh, a good and job. And speaking about them, too, you've right. done. Right, yes. And... Uh, they have all those fall bloomers. Yeah, uh, they get in so many cultivars of camellias. I mean, if you're looking for a camellia, that's really a good place to yeah, go. And, and I'm so much more into the sasanquas because, yeah. you know, they stay small. They flower in the middle of winter. Well, you should have both. Oh, yeah, yeah. The japonicas do. and the sasanquas, and that way you have this incredibly extended bloom time yeah. all the way from – well, late October, the Sasanquas will start, yep. and they'll go through December. About that time, the Japonicas are starting. It's amazing. And they'll go through April. Yep. But the, still the best camellia in my garden that I got from Wells Medina, Silverado. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I, don't, I think it's probably very ugly. Me and some person just <laughs> walking by when I started saying how great Silverado, Silverado is, they sold the two to us, and then neither Joe went to get one too they late. They were gone. And they don't, uh, you can't get them anymore. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Silver foliage. If you see one, buy it. That's all I can tell you. Nice pink flowers, too. Oh, great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, um, Okay, hey, uh, both. Uh, we just want to mention that uh, you and I were both over in Heronswood. Right. Was that fun for the steering committee? And I have the picture Dan showed on yeah. the front of my website <laughs> with me in slap, uh, Slapu's little pouch where she puts the bad kids that go to without their parents' permission to so the woods. So he photoshopped it so that you would be the bad kid in the pouch. <laughs> At least I'm smiling in the picture, you know. I don't think I would be in her pouch. He is so funny. <laughs> oh, God, that's so funny. So that's right on Cisco.com if you want to see that. I think that was – I had to really get Mary to put that on there. 
She's like, you're right. What that on there? <laughs> I think it's so funny. So check that out. But they're doing some great things at Heronswood. It's oh amazing. My gosh. Are we talking about Heronswood yeah, yeah, now? Yeah. Okay. Let me get out my sheet. They've got um, Haunted Heronswood. That's going to be the coolest thing. It's October. It's Friday, October 26th, Saturday, October 27th. From 5 to 9 p.m. And they're going to have beer, brats, and more, a trail of Now, have they ever done that before? They did it last. Beer and brats? Well, I don't know if they had the beer and brats. They did the Halloween thing last year. So that way, see, if you're going to go down the the trail of terror, you have to have a couple of beers first because that's (laughs) going to be too terrifying otherwise. And you know, it's really interesting. (laughs) This year, everything they've made, all the little... Scary statues and stuff. They're all out of gardening material. Oh yeah, and they're it's the and they're the Sklalem legends. Yes, and that is so cool. But they're not made out of anything artificial. It's yeah. all out of things that were li- living in the garden. And are they cool or what? They are. You went nuts for the fish on that guy that I catches love those the fish. fish. I want one of those that, fish. Those were the coolest fish I've ever seen. They are. I, but I still, Slapu's my favorite. He's so <laughs> scary. Then they had those birds that, and animals that turned to stone because there were too many people on Earth. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. The legends are so cool. They are. They're all the tribe's legends, yeah. too, which makes it historical yeah. as well as fun. Yeah, so I do want to remind people now, now that Haunted Heronswood is Friday, October 26th, Saturday, 27th. That's going to be so fun. But you can go to Heronswood any Friday or Saturday, but it ends October 20. Right. Now, right. now yeah. that's the day you can carve a pumpkin for five bucks. Yeah, and they're going to have pumpkin carving at the Haunted Halloween also. They're having a contest. Oh, yeah, but you got to carve them on the 20th. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, so you got so go to go on the 20th. you have to go twice. And then you buy your pumpkin for five bucks. That's cheap enough. Oh, my gosh. And for kids that are too young to carve a pumpkin, they get to paint it. Then they'll oh. have the big judging at uh, Haunted Heronswood. Oh, that's fun. Is it, that's, It's going to be so cool. And that they're going to have uh, a big uh, jack-o'-lantern walk, you know, where yeah. you see all the jack-o'-lanterns that everybody did. And yeah, and this— Cool. I might mention that these events are in partnership with the North Kitsap Tourism Coalition. Oh, cool. So it's really a big uh, community effort here. Yeah. So uh, we're both really proud to be on the steering committee. It's really fun. And we're watching this garden just coming together. Unbelievable oh. the things that they're doing. Now and the stump reader making? Two Ooh. acres. A two-acre stumpery. It'll be the biggest one in the world, It I will. Jeez Louise. Yeah. But they're not going to call it a stumpery. It's going to have some other name. Well, that's that's <laughs> up for discussion. I think they need to have stumpery in the name because that, that's name recognition. Yeah, you that's know, true. People know what that is now. God, it's so cool, though. We got a little tour of it. It's, man, they're putting some honking stumps in there. And, and not only that, they're going to have all of these old logging uh, trucks. Oh, and, yeah. And, an outhouse. An old and, uh, outhouse. <laughs> you can't use it, but it's there. <laughs> and a weeping wall with water coming oh, yeah, down yeah, it yeah, and yeah, all yeah, kinds yeah. of ferns and Ooh. water tolerant All right. Plants. we got to take a break or Brian's going to come out here and throttle me. <laughs>
<laughs> hey, Catherine, when we come back at Duval, we're going to pop you right on the air on 97.3 Cairo FM. Okay, uh, Nita Joe Roundtree is here with me, and uh, we are at some point, we honest to God are going to talk about hydrations, <laughs> but right now I want to take these phone calls. So, uh, Catherine, hey, uh, welcome to the show, and thank you for calling. Well, hi, Cisco. Thank you for taking my call. Um, my question is, well, I just removed uh, some irises. I transplanted irises, and I'm going to plant new tulip bulbs today. I want to know if I should use either bone meal or blood meal on them now, wait until spring, or use it both times now and in the spring. Well, I would definitely put in bone meal now because they grow like crazy in the fall, you got, and you want them to get big and strong during fall before they go totally dormant through the winter. Okay. You're talking and, about the iris or the tulips? Well, well I'm thinking tulips. The iris, I've never put bone meal on iris. Have you ever? Well, it certainly wouldn't hurt them. It's organic, any any kind of organic fertilizer, especially now in the fall because it has the winter then to break down and really give it to the plants. So I I would. I'm sorry. Oh, I have some blood meal. What is that? What what do you use that for? Super, it's very high in nitrogen. It's to make things grow fast. Okay, so I could use that too. Well, I I don't think so. I I would hold off on the blood meal. I would I would just do the bone meal now and and, and you don't want to overdo the blood meal. I'll tell you when to use it, but you don't want to overdo it because it's so full of nitrogen. It's going to make the leaves grow huge, but you may not get any flowers. Yeah. So okay, but, I get that. Uh, but yeah. as soon as your uh, bulbs are in full bloom. And and you could do that probably with the iris too, but I've never tried this. But but with uh, bulbs, give them blood meal as soon as they're in full bloom, because as soon as those flowers start to die back, it's just trying to make food, you know. So that'll be really good. You'll get nice big bulbs to come back for next year. Hopefully, okay. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, my second part. I just collected a lot of seeds, like from Columbine, Calendula, Sweet William. These plants were going to drop their seeds in the fall anyway, right? right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so my question is, should I uh, broadcast them now or save them until the spring, just in case the winter gets too cold well, we'll, and a lot of the seeds get lost? We'll see if Nita, Joe, and I agree on this. <laughs> I say do it right now. That's the way they do it. They dump those seeds in the fall. The seeds got to get the lifted tweedle pounded out of them to break the coating on the top. Yeah, they need a stratification period, and okay. Mother Nature does that. Okay, I'll just kind of rake them in with my leaf rake a little bit. Yeah, you don't want them. Over. You don't want them deep in the ground, but it's kind of nice if the soil's loose where you put them, you know, so that they can when the roots start to grow, they can get down through there. Yeah, I got plenty of loose soil, so that's that's okay. Good Great. for you. I'm jealous. You know what? I plant that uh, uh, reseeds every year. Serinthi major. Oh yeah, oh, that's good. honey, Great honey plant. wart. I think. Yes, yes. Oh, 
I what love that. It's it's called Sorinthi with a C, Sorinthi Major, huh. and uh, it and you want to get the purpurea because that's the best one. I've had others in it. Purpurea. It looks like someone took this little plant that gets a foot and a half tall and dipped the leaves uh, right into uh, the bluest ink you've ever seen. Oh my God! And oh, you know wow. we're Look one of the up. few areas of the country that can grow that because. I heard Dan Hinckley speak when I lived in Atlanta, Georgia, and he showed that. So, of course, I knew I could no longer live without it. But it's too hot. Too hot Atlanta. down there. Yeah. yeah. I saw it up in the French Alps. Oh, really? When I was hiking. Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty exciting. That would be. So, uh, yeah. If you see a major. I'll look that up. Yeah. Buy that if you ever see it. They sell. It comes up now and then at nurseries. You don't yeah, see it all the time. Probably not until next spring. No, next spring now. But if or you might find the seeds, though. I know Malbecs oh, yeah. used to have billions of seeds. I think they still have that. And, or mail order. Or mail order them, yeah. And then uh, you only plant it once. You'll have it for the rest of your life. As long as you don't let 8,000 plants grow around them like I do. <laughs> I only find three or four. I used to have a million coming up now. Now they got to fight for their life. But uh, I always get a few to keep the thing going. So, okay. Well, really then- great. I guess I'll go get on my dirty clothes and get out in the yard. All right, get out in that yard, but uh, and reward yourself with a nice Brussels sprout casserole for dinner tonight. After all that hard work with wine, yeah. What wine goes good with Brussels sprouts? Chardonnay. Oh, Brussels Chardonnay's good with everything. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, Catherine, hey, thanks. Great call. Have fun. Oh, thanks for talking with me. I appreciate it. Have a good day. All right. Bye bye. Hey, when we come back, we're about to go to the news. Stephanie will be in here, or Tiffany, pardon me, will be in here reading the news and uh, doing the news. And uh, Chuck from Piaf, we're going to pop you on 97.3 after that. And uh, we're going to go to the phone in one second. I just wanted to let people know that the Washington Native Plant Society Central Puget Sound Chapter Fall Native Planting and Education Festival is happening today. And uh, it's at uh, go to Cisco.com, go to events. It's a long address, but it's on 171st Street in Woodenville. So um, that sounds good. And uh, you were going to mention one there, Nita Joel. Yes, the Washington Koi and Water Garden Society is having a show today and tomorrow at Sky Nursery, and it's free. And it uh, it, it's where uh, all these koi enthusiasts bring all of their best top quality koi to be judged. So you so, don't, you can't buy them though. Well, actually, today at two o'clock, they're going to have Uh-oh. an auction, and you're going there. I'm going. Oh, oh. I'm going because <laughs> there are some beautiful koi there, and also they they have not in the show. They just have these tanks of little koi that you can buy. So even if you have a fish tank inside, oh, you, you could put a koi in there. You could put a koi in there. How many koi you have now? Uh I think six. Six or seven. Oh, my gosh. I just got a new yeah, one yesterday. just got a new one, and she's going again. Oh, man. <laughs> I hope they're not listening. They're going to be ready for you. <laughs> it's kind of like an addiction, just like plants. You know, you can never have too many. 
like me with Gardner. Oh, la, la. Yeah. Hey, so it, it goes from 9.30 to not, um, 5 o'clock today. Just today? today? Well, it goes to 5 o'clock today, and then it goes from 9.30 to 5 o'clock again tomorrow. Oh, okay. And that's at Sky Nursery. And they have experts there who will teach you about koi. Yes. Help you know how to make a pond if you want to do that. Exactly. And, and it's, it's not it's, exactly easy. It's not easy. I'll tell you that. But it is fun to go and look at these beautiful koi. That would be fun. It is. And uh, also, I just want to mention, if you're into art, that uh, uh, City People's um, Nursery on Madison has a whole bunch of really cool art in the nursery. I think it, I don't know if it's going today or tomorrow, but I know it's going today, probably going to tomorrow. And I have bought some incredible art at that show. So um, uh, you might want to stop by and see things there. And you might be rubbing elbows with me. I haven't decided whether I trust myself enough to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Not come home with $1,500 worth of art like I did once. So, Oh, hey. I need to correct myself. Oh. Tomorrow the show is just from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Oh, okay. It does go until 5 p.m. today. So. I'm so tempted to tell my famous uh, koi story. Oh, Have really? you not heard that? I can't believe was, I haven't it heard that. It was at the stories. press uh, tour. Oh, you mean at the flower show? Yeah. Yes. When that suit, they just told us how expensive these koi are, like 10 grand each. Some of them, yeah. And we walk around the corner and someone to- pokes me on the back and goes, are you afraid of fish? <laughs> I said, no. <laughs> and they go, well, one of those koi jumped out of uh, the pond. So I ran back and this woman's tried to pick it up. And every time she grabs it, it jumps and she goes, ah! <laughs> I grabbed it, threw it back, and everybody went, you're a hero! Yay! Well, really, that that happens at these shows because the koi are in a, an environment. It's not their home. So and they're they get, not used to it? No, and jumpy. they get stressed, oh. and so they'll jump out. So that's one reason why you don't see these at the flower show very often yeah, at all. Yeah, that's got to be hard to and, and at these koi shows, too, they really have to put a covering over if, if there's ever a time uh, that there's not somebody standing right there to watch them. Yeah, you don't want to lose your $10,000 No kidding. <laughs> okay, Chuck and Pialp, I'm sorry I made you wait so long, Chuck, but thank you. Maybe. Yeah, hello. Hey, there you are, Chuck. Thanks a lot for waiting. Yeah, no problem. Hey, I've got a question for you. I'm a, I am do large-scale sculpture pieces, oh. and I have a cubist space that is six foot tall, and it has a three-foot three diameter, three-foot deep um, plant base for the hair. And right now I have Mexican feather grass in it, and it's... It kind of looks like the hair, but I'm looking for some suggestions of colorful things that may grow in a big container like this. Well, okay. I got one. If it's in a sunny spot, you could put a pretty cool formium in there. The guy would have quite a spiky haircut, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. Formium? Formium is New Zealand flax. Now... It doesn't always make it through the winter, and down there in Pialup, I can't guarantee it. But what you could do is just throw a cover over it in the coldest, if we get real cold weather, and pull it back off as soon as it's gone. There are some okay. really colorful formiums, big ones. 
Yeah, but if he's using the so Mexican... They have, some, they have some color in them. All right, that's what I'm looking for, because this Mexican feather grass is, you know, pretty much mono, so, you know, uh, green. So you, you have drainage and everything, so that whatever you grow in this oh, gap yeah. in the big cube, it drains, right? Yeah, good drainage. Good oh, drainage. good. Yeah. Yeah, so he's putting it in a... It sounds like to me you're putting it in a gap in a big six-foot cube. And you want oh, something so you showy. Want, you want plants around this Mexican feather grass? No, he's pulling the no, feather grass. No, oh, that's I'm coming take out. Feather grass out possibly, and I'll replace it with something. Or three you foot could deep, three foot diameter. You could do yuccas too. There oh, yeah, are some yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. golden yuccas out there that's that are really great, and they are totally perennial. They're tough as nails. Yeah, totally hardy. Yeah. Okay. How do you spell that? Y u c c a. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't me. I would have probably said Y U C K A. Yeah, and 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 you get the ones that are variegated. I think there's gold sword or and some other. Yeah, okay. you don't want the regular one. No, you, no, you want color. Color, and uh, but those they they're really tough, and um, that would do. That would be spectacular. In there, let me think. What else? All right. Uh, you know right. you. Hey, where can I? Yeah, go ahead. What, you know what? You might try if you're really brave. <laughs> you might see if you can get an agave to grow in there. Would that look cool? Because you could have perfect drainage in there. You could put in, uh, uh, like, um, succulent soil. Yeah, you could, you could actually put some agaves in there with the yuccas. You could. But I, I'm thinking like that agave Dan Hinckley has that ate yeah. Chicago. It's like okay. it's like it's like three feet wide and four feet tall. It's the coolest thing. And then you could make, nice. uh, you know, but it'll probably die. But as long as it was alive, you'd have the coolest thing. It would take about uh, twenty years before it got noticeably big, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so never mind the agave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All but right, you no could, you hey, all right. Add, so where can I send you an image of this thing? You just uh, on your website? Yeah, go to Cisco.com and send okay. me an image of that, and I'll send it to Nita Jordan. The two of us will talk about once we see it. It'll really help us figure out what to put in there. And next week, I pro- I'll probably write you back, but next week I'll tell everybody on the radio what we decided you ought to put in there. Uh, okay, great. Cool. So what do you make these things out of? Well, this was made out of synthetic concrete, and it's formed around a a big drainage tube, you know, that I found oh. somewhere. And then I, I wrap it with foam, and I cover it with synthetic concrete. And it's based on Picasso's cubism. Wow. You know, it's a face. And it's cool. six foot tall, and it's, it's pretty, it's an abstract thing, but you can see that it's a face. So is this what you do so you don't get bored in retirement or what? <laughs> I'm a retired high school art teacher, and yeah. Ah, that's why you're so talented at yeah, this. Yeah. Wow, I can't yeah, wait to see. Yeah. You make sure you send me that picture, okay? Well, put in some okay. salvia hot lips. Oh, that, that would be gorgeous. That would be good. But it's only going to look good really in summer. Oh, and- well, I mean, It'll that's look pretty good through, but they stopped flowering. Sylvia, what, what was that again? It's, Sylvia Hot. That's Cisco's favorite. Sylvia. I love that. Hot lips. Oh, would that look hot cool? Yeah. Talk about colorful. That sounds good. 
And you'll have to wear a hard hat every time you walk by it because there's be hummingbirds just dive bombing you oh, every yeah, second. Oh, yeah, I feed hummingbirds. I got them all over the place. Well, oh, they'll, they'll love, it. love hot lips. I'll tell you what, you put that in there. But I'd wait till spring to get one and plant it then. Okay. All right. Cool. But hey, send us that picture. Yeah, I'll do that. And thanks, you, you guys, for talking with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, that was a great question. Really fun. See you, Chuck. Thanks. Okay, so Anita, Joe, Roundtree, and I will be back. And uh, Now, if you want to call one 973 there's probably going to only be time for one person. Otherwise, we'll talk about hydrangeas. So either way, it'll work great. So right back, 97.3 Cairo FM. Okay, and Hank, we got you in Seattle. How are you, Hank? You hey, what's up, Cisco? Thanks for squeezing me in, man. You betcha. Quick question for you. Uh, so there's a dogwood tree that I have that uh, seems to have uh, gotten blight, and uh, it hasn't flowered, and it seems to have the classic symptoms. My question is, is there a way to treat it uh with anything other than some sort of caustic spray that's going to kill everything else in the yard or, or be harmful to anything else in the yard. And, you know, what are my overall chances of success at fixing this tree so it'll it'll bloom? Well, here's the, here's the what you'll be spraying, <clears throat> there's no choice. you got to spray an herbicide. All right, herbicide. Fungicide. Oh, my God, that would have killed your tree. <laughs> A fungicide. And though you want to get one that doesn't affect bees, and they have those. And still, I never liked spraying them. We sprayed them at Seattle U, and it's still, uh, it's a pest. It's not. Well, well they're very low in toxicity. Yeah. I mean, you want to be careful and not get it in your eyes. Wear some eye protection. We wore masks and yeah. uh, eye protection and, and rubber gloves and even rain gear. But. Um, you have to start, and there's a lot of them that work. So you could try and find the safest one, safer bees. You got to start spraying the minute that the leaf buds start to open. So the minute you can even see any color that that bud's opening, you got to get a spray on. And about every two weeks till it stops raining. Oh la la. <laughs> That's a lot really? of spraying. Yeah, that's a that, once they get that disease, they get it and get it and not only that, it uh it's systemic the disease is in the plant too. So so it's it sporulates right out of some of the stems and gets on the leaves and and then one time when I used to do a lot of gardening, I had a customer, I think I was consulting and they had a beautiful pink dogwood cuz they're the ones that get it of course. And it had this anthracnose fungus disease. And, uh, you know, you could see the wedges of brown going up the leaves. And I told them, you got to spray till it stops raining. After that, you don't have to spray because, you know, the, you have to have wet leaves for it to spread. Well, then they call me up about a month after summer starts and they go, that disease is spreading like crazy on one side of the tree. I came over. There's a sprinkler, that oh. oscillating sprinkler sitting right next to the tree, oh, you know. 
so uh, you can't. You got to keep those leaves dry any way you can. If you get a real wet, long, rainy spring, it's a real pain. You could replace it, you know, with a, a Korean dogwood, Cornus kusa. They don't get it. There's all kinds of new ones. Like uh, Venus has flowers. But you know how it is. You grow accustomed to something and you see it out yeah. there, you know, uh, suffering and you want to do your best to try and help it. And bees are a factor because there are some pretty, there's an active hive somewhere right around the corner and we do have quite a bit of bees in there. And that is the main concern. You know, I don't want to be out there like, uh, well, they you know, make blowing. A lot of uh, um, orchards have to spray for disease. So they've, there are really good uh, fungicides that don't harm the bees. But you want to talk, you know, you want to go to a good garden store and talk to the people somewhere like Sky Nursery. They carry a lot of great things. Uh, Malbacs, they carry a lot of those kind of products. They can really help you. And another thing you would want to do is to try to spray really early in the morning before the bees become good active. Good point. Really good point. Okay. Should, yeah. I even, should I start this now before it starts raining, or is this something you Oh, you can't. You, 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 you don't do this till next spring. Okay. When the new leaves just start coming out, because you got to protect the leaves for this disease. Okay, well, listen, I wish I could talk more, Hank. We got to let you go. But thank you for this call. Thank okay. you both for your help. Hey, you betcha. Good luck with that. Oh, man, I hate all that spray. No, I'm glad I don't have a pig dog. <laughs> the, all the pears now have rust so bad. Oh. Well, Nita Joe, I had you come in to talk about. <laughs> Hydrangeas. We never even said the word <laughs> hydrangea. So we'll have you back not too long in the future here because there are great dwarf hydrangeas. If you can get a hold of the summer issue of the Buzz, it's a really great article by Nita Joe Roundtree, and you can read. Maybe they have it at the library yeah. or something. If you join the Bellevue Botanical Garden, I can guarantee you we will get you the buzz. Great. Well, hey, thanks so much for coming on today. Really thank enjoyed you, having you here. Oh, it's always fun. Too great. Brian, thank you. It's always so great working with you, buddy. Okay, everyone, uh, get out there and garden it. Don't forget to eat your Brussels sprouts. Bye. Bye.